Hello and welcome to Underground Chicago Talk. I'm your host, Rudolph. Today, I'm sitting around with a few friends doing what they used to call chewing the fat. Yes, we're chewing the fat and we're chewing the fat about the Chicago mayoral and automatic races that are coming up here on the 28th of this month of February. Black History Month. Yes, it's Black History Month. Happy Black History Month. And a few people running hope to make some Black History again this month. Yes, a whole lot of them. The Chicago candidates are running to be mayor. Uh, I'm going to highlight the list here. Mayor Lightfoot to start out with. She's looking to run uh, and uh, be reelected this term around. You know, and personally, I I don't think Mayor Lightfoot has done really a bad job uh, as mayor because she stepped in when it was necessary and people were ready for a change when she ran four years ago. And that's why they elected because she came out of nowhere. Uh, uh, the, The general public didn't know of her. I knew of her from the police board, but the general public didn't know of her because that was not her job. But she stepped up at a time when the public was very receptive to change. And here we are four years later, and people are still grumbling about certain things because certain things have not changed here in the city. Uh, The mayor's made some missteps here and there. But the other day, she was out on the south side uh, with uh, some of the black leadership which is a rarity, it seems, for her, I must say. But I was happy to see that uh, the South Side uh, political leadership, like Bobby Rush and uh, a bunch of others out there, uh, rallied around uh, the mayor, you know, uh, because she is black. I mean, she may be living here on the North Side and everything else, but she is black and she does represent... uh, blacks in the city so she said something that uh, jarred a lot of people (laughs) she said uh, to them that uh, if they vote for uh, Paul Vallis or Chewy uh, they might as well not vote because they're not voting their interests now I I understand where the mayor was coming from. I really do. Because she's, in, in what she said, there's a lot of truth there. Because I don't see Paul Vallis representing black people's interests, uh, just looking at who are the people surrounding him and his run for office. And a lot of them are the same old people who were uh, with the, uh, uh, the old machine. Uh, that used to run Chicago and they are seeking to take back City Hall the fifth floor as they put it and you can just see who, who who's around 
and this time around there's a lot of secret uh, a lot of Republicans that are supporting him because he really Vallis himself uh, in my opinion is a closet Republican so I'm not surprised that guys like Tooney and all of them are supporting him because uh, those guys are also closet Republicans I can remember when Harold Washington won uh, the uh, Democratic Party here switched up to you know, they, the closet Republicans came out. They were always known, those Democrats, as blue dog Democrats. And they're still blue dog Democrats. They exist uh, here locally as they do in D.C. So I understand that. So Vallis, these are the people that are supporting Vallis. So I understand what the mayor was saying on that in that aspect. But when it comes to Chewy, Chewy was with Mayor Washington back in 83 when he won. And uh, right on through, he was right there with him as a Hispanic alderman. Uh, so Chewy, uh, I'm in favor of Chewy. I can I can live with a Chewy uh, mayoral victory if it comes down to that. But Ballas, please, I, this guy, this is a guy who seemed to come out of the closet every time there is an election. He's never won anything. He should stop calling himself a politician because he's never won anything. But I just don't like his deceptive uh, uh, approach to campaigning, you know. Um, so let's look at, uh, in my choice, the mayor, Chewy. Then you got uh, young Jamal Green. Jamal Green is 27 years old, young man who's been involved in his community for quite a while. He's a young fellow who brought Chase Bank to its knees and they had to come in and straighten up a lot of mess in which they were doing that Jamal brought him, brought it out to the public uh, in regards to mortgages and where the money was going, yet it was coming out of those south side branches and going into north side uh, uh, development. So he's done a lot of good. He has. The one thing I personally just don't particularly uh, uh, see him doing is uh, l taking the advice of some of the old timers. Old timers, the, he seemed to have an attitude, and I don't know this personally because I've never met him personally, but he seemed to have an attitude that uh, in just watching him, uh, that anyone over uh, 40 is too old to tell him anything and don't, he don't want to hear it. But believe me, young fellow, uh, there are a lot of old timers out here who can advise you and uh, the wisest of men take advice from experience. From experience uh, comes wisdom. So don't be afraid to listen to uh, some of those old heads out here who know how to run a campaign, knows how to penetrate the community. These guys are well-schooled. Back in the day, I ran as a uh, reformer. I was in the Reform Party. I ran for Alderman here on the north side uh, uh, against Helen Schiller at the time. Uh and it made Helen get her game together and tighten her game. When you run against these people, 
Believe me, that's what they need because this is a democracy. They will get their game together or get out of the way because they slip up. You know, you can take it. So, Jamal, you can take this because I've, I watched the uh, debates that took place and I was really impressed with you. You've grown tremendously and I think you're ready. Uh, just as a young fellow in Baltimore, young mayor there, I think you're ready. Uh, but do, do take the advisement of some of the old heads out here who are in politics. Uh, don't be afraid to talk with uh, uh, Reverend Jackson. Uh, I'm sure Reverend Jackson is open to you some sound advice. I'm sure Bobby Rush is uh, there to give you some sound advice. Don't run from these brothers just because they're old and uh, they've lived, they've had the, the experience that you're just living and in, getting into. Take advantage of that. You ain't got to tell the public every time you meet with them, but don't uh, build such a uh, animosity track there, a wall that you can't call them and get a private meeting and a private conversation to pick their brains about what's going on. You'd be surprised. Uh, so maybe if you don't come in this time, you'll come in next time if you take uh, whatever experience that you get out of this and wisdom that comes with it. Uh, another run, but I'm looking for you to come in this time. It would do be very refreshing to see a young fellow like you uh, up there in City Hall. Believe me, it will awaken a lot of people. I'm surprised you didn't go after that young vote, that 18 and up to 40 vote. It's yours to have, young fellow. Yes, indeed. You know, Back to the mayor. Uh, you know, everybody's upset about the mayor, uh, what she said, but as I was saying earlier, she makes a valid point when it comes to black representation. I think Chewy would be fair, but the mayor makes a valid point. Who is going to represent black people? Because I grew up here on the north side, and uh, really, here on the north side now in 2023, there is no black community on the north side there are buildings uh with black people in them but there is no black community you know like it was when i grew up here in the 40s and 50s and 60s 70s 80s 90s <laughs> that community doesn't exist any longer so we have black people here on the north side but not a black community so black people, you do what you have to do in, uh, in voting and, and voting for your interests because as a community, uh, the only thing we can do here on the North side is, as black people is vote for the best of our interests. Yes, that's what we can do and that's what we have been doing, you know. But uh, the mayor, again, I think Lori has done a hell of a job because she was able to do something Rahm Emanuel and uh, uh, none of the others daily were able to do, and that's to bring the casino to Chicago, to right at the heart of Chicago, Chicago Avenue and Halstead, uh, Goose Island area there. Wonderful place to do it. Accessible by uh, train, 
uh, accessible by bus, accessible right off the expressway. Uh, no, right right choice. I'm looking forward to seeing that casino. I'm looking forward to seeing that area develop. And black people better get in on it. So if you don't get in on it, uh, don't complain. You know, so let's keep the mayor in with what we got going and uh, get some of this uh, casino money that's coming down the pipe and these jobs. So for that reason alone, uh, I would say the mayor should stay in based on that accomplishment. You know, just looking at job opportunities. Yeah. Now that she's she's expanded job opportunities and economic growth across Chicago. Yes, she she's done that, you know, and she closed the budget gap and uh, education, public safety, and financial stability. Now back to Chewy. You know, Chewy, I can live with Chewy. I think Chewy is an honest man. And it it would bring a whole nother flavor to the governance of Chicago for a Hispanic uh, gentleman to be on the fifth floor. It would be interesting to see how the Hispanics throughout the city would react uh, to a Hispanic mayor. We've had a Jewish mayor, uh, Rahm Emanuel, so... Hey, having an Hispanic, if, if it's their time, if they come out and support him, and uh, from what I'm hearing, he stands a good chance. Yes, he would be one of the guys I could vote for. I could vote for Chewy. And uh, then we got Willie Wilson. Now, Willie, Willie done some good things all year round, right from winning uh the last election right on through Willie was out here giving away gas paying people's rent uh, tax bills and a whole lot of things and then Willie in the debate tore his draws with the police statement and that went uh, uh, and, and not only did he just not say it there but he grabbed it and made it part of his campaign campaign theme and I think that's where he really went sour at because uh, he knows that the police hands were tied by the decree because of their actions, the wrong actions, not because of their right actions. He, he knows that. So that was a very deceptive uh, approach to take and play like it's, you know, the police hands are just being tied. No, Willie, Willie, you knew better. So that was a turnoff to a lot of people I talk with. I found them to be, and they're elderly folks uh, like myself. I'm like 78. Uh, and I found that, hey, come on, you know, you know better. You know we didn't tie their hands just because they were out here praying. No. We tied their hands because they were doing wrong, just as the gentleman or I won't even call them gentlemen, the, the cops in, who killed the boy down there in Memphis. They were doing wrong. You do wrong, you're, you're wrong. I understand he lost a son, but 
uh, a lot of people here in the city have lost people. I lost a brother-in-law to uh, violence. He was killed in a robbery. So I know, I know, violence, everybody in the city pretty much has been touched one way or another by violence. And that's why we're sick and tired of it. But this is not the first time in Chicago violence has raised its head. So we must fight this with the calmness that we always have fought it and won. Uh, when Capone and all his guys were doing uh, open street violence like this. Uh, the, the, Chicago. Chicago is known for bang, bang, bang. You know, Capone still, we still stand in the shadow of Capone here in this city. Come on, let's drop all that. But we can live happily and together here in the city. We know that. So Willie, the people who like him, good. But uh, I I just, you know, Willie, Willie is a good man. That I will say, he's a good man. He is a good man, he has a kind heart. But, you know, sometimes we say things and do things. It only takes one little something to turn people off. Out of all the good he had done uh, prior to making that statement in the uh, debates and then taking it on as his, as his platform, uh, wrong way to go. There's another way. Uh, same thing with uh, Lori Lightfoot. She put out, uh, made defunding. She took grabbed the Republican theme of defund the police, and nobody wants to defund the police. We want the budget to be uh, better appropriated and money to be better spent, as opposed to just putting it into weaponry and stuff like that. That's what people mean when they say, uh, and nobody's saying defund the police. We're saying just don't give them, keep giving them money just to give them money without uh, corrections being made. That's what we're saying. And Willie knew that, just as the mayor knows it, but she's using it in her campaign, you know, defunding against Johnson, uh, uh, Brandon Johnson, who is another young man that I think would be uh, a very progressive mayor. Uh, he understands what is going on in the city, but people will not rally around him. His time is not there. And for whatever the reason is, he doesn't have the charisma at this point in time uh, to grab the imagination of people. You know, people like uh, to be, you know, they like big images. They like a lot of noise, and he's not a noise maker. So he won't be uh, getting there unless it's a miracle. And then there's uh, Stephanie uh, so Sophia King. I like her. She's very sound. But uh, here again, uh, she's not a noisemaker. So nobody will hear the message. That's how it is in today's world. You know, to advertise, you got to be on everything, every little medium uh, uh, that you think that Oh, will grab a person's attention. It's the world we live in. It really is. It has nothing to do with the real message of, of that's going on. You know. 
But uh, we know that uh, uh, Chewy served as a, remember he served as a district, uh, the fourth district uh, uh, congressman at this time. And uh, he served on the Cook County Board of Commission. So Chewy has a wide, wide array of experience to uh, share with folks in running the city if he's elected. And, uh, you know, it's something that I've always thought should happen with, with people who are running in office. If, you, if you've been elected to an office, then in order to run for another office, you should have to resign from the office that you're currently in in order to run for the next office. We, we would get better candidates if people had to do that, if that rule change went into effect. Because I see people all the time, believe me, they are elected and then the next day after being sworn in, they're running for the next office that office above them somewhere. You know, we see it all the time. So, uh, the, the Congress people, look at the, what's his name now? Uh, <laughs> uh, George DeSantis. He damn near running for, he hasn't even really been in office no more than, what, five months or so? And you, you're running for the next office and they can't even get rid of him? <laughs> Please, something's wrong there. Terribly wrong. Yeah. Terribly, terribly wrong. But anyway, you know, early voting uh, began uh, on the January 29th. And people have been voting. And uh, the turnout has been pretty high here in the city so far. Then there's a... Uh, uh, in ward voting that has started up in the, you can vote in, in your ward now you know just uh, give your ward office a call and find out where in the ward is early voting taking place and you go ahead on and get it out of the way you don't have to wait until the 28th to do that no not. It started on the February 13th. Early voting uh, in the ward. And, uh, like I said, people have been getting out there doing it. Now, if no candidate wins more than 50% of the vote, the top two candidates will head to a runoff on April 4th. Yes, April 4th. And we know with all the nine that are running, every one of them got a handful of people with the mayor having probably two hands full. Uh, so I give her a better chance of staying in and being in the runoff than being out of the game altogether with two different individuals. Uh, that's my view of it. So I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm going to say uh, this is going to be a race between uh, Mayor Lightfoot and Chewy. Uh, Chewy Garcia, I'm going out on the land.
that's where I'm at. I'm thinking Chewy is going to come in. And, uh, they'll be the two vote getters, and uh, people will get behind the mayor and Chewy. So, but that's going to make it a little tough when it comes down to the black voters uh, of the South Side. Uh, because, you know, they're just just now forming an alliance with the mayor. So if that happens, uh, it'd be uh, uh, the mayor and then uh, Bobby Rush and a bunch of those guys will have to reassess their uh, uh, alliance. Are they going to go with the mayor? Are they going to go with Chewy? And at that point, believe me, I, I would say if it came between the mayor and Chewy Garcia, that I would hope that the black community would go with Chewy Garcia. That's me, you know. But uh, I think Chewy would uh, have more of uh, black interest than any of the others being in that game of winning. Uh, in a runoff. Now, if you want more information about voting in your ward, uh, contact the Board of Election Office at 69 West Washington. That's right here in Chicago. 69 West Washington. Uh, because this week takes us down to the wire. Yep. Red Shaka Khan say right down to the wire. We're going to the wire. And, and then there are the automatic runs in each ward. You know the alder person is running uh, your ward and you know something about who, what they are about. Check them out. This is the week to do it if you haven't made up your mind and you haven't taken advantage of early voting. And uh, hey, let's put the best people in. When an opportunity like this happens, we have 50% of turnover here in city uh, uh, council. And with a new mayor, I think we can go somewhere here in Chicago. And here in the 43rd Ward, it's Rebecca uh, Jonowicz, I believe. That's how she pronounced the name, but Rebecca. And I, I'm, I'm for Rebecca. I, I live in the 43rd. So I'm hoping that she comes in this time. Uh, she's been a very active person in the community and her views and towards various things, prevention, uh, I'm for. So let's give her a shot. Funny thing about it, I, you know, I looked at her brochure several times and she never say she's really running for the old woman <laughs> on the brochure. She just say she's for the 43rd war. We don't know whether, reading that, whether she's for what? What office are you from? I just have to know she's running for the 43rd Ward Alderman seat. But you left that off the campaign flyer, Jan, uh, Rebecca. But I like her, yes. Then there's the Common Sense Slate. Now, the Common Sense Slate is for the 18th Police District Council. Oh, a lot of people don't know about that and you don't know about it if you haven't been going to police council meetings and things of that nature uh, that's where you would know these people from 
which is called the common sense slate. Now, it's uh, Karen Kane, uh, Kimberly Bowman, and Robert Johnson. Now, these offices are without salary. These are dedicated people who are concerned with the community and uh, do a lot of good in their community and they go to these meetings. The office don't even have a budget. So these, these are dedicated people running. So you see them on the ballot, go ahead on and vote for them because they're doing a job that nobody else wants to do, especially when there's no pay. Yes, believe me, I have served on a lot of these committees and whatnot. There are a lot of committees and things here in Chicago and elected offices that people are not paid for. Yes, believe me, I know, I have served. <laughs> so, do your part on February 28th and vote. Because democracy is alive and kicking. Vote and take somebody else with you. Now, if you enjoyed the podcast, go to the support button and support the show. And thanks for listening. Until next time, vote. Thank you.